You're listening to The Voice. Benvenuti a Leuven. Leuven, Jürgen. Добро пожаловать в Leuven. Bienvenue à Leuven. Willkommen in Leuven. Leuven에 오신 걸 환영합니다. Welcome in Leuven. Welcome everyone to this week's show, uh, to The Voice on Radio. Today is the 12th of March and uh, this is Anita. I'm here with Dashan, my co-host. How are you doing? Hello everyone, uh, this is Dashan. Uh, I'm very good, Anita. Uh, thank you. Glad to be here with you. And um, so just a quick remind to start with, with for our listeners on where to find The Voice articles uh, that our team of writers is constantly busy with, very interesting topics. Um, we have the, the website thevoicelovin.de and then Facebook, The Voice International Student Publication, and also Instagram, thevoice.kulovin. And for us, as radio show, you can listen to our past um, episodes and future episodes that we will upload on Spotify, uh, The Voice on Radio, exclamation point. So, this week was marked, actually the beginning of this week, was marked by quite an important day. International Women's Day. Very well informed. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, did you greet any woman on Monday? Um, not really. Uh, I did call my mom, but not oh. not because she was a woman. Uh, <laughs> simply because I need to call her. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, and I, yeah, to be honest, I didn't do anything uh, special for that day. Okay, and that's not a thing for you to. To greet, to greet women in your life on, on the 8th of March. I guess I don't know, I would not know what to say to them. Should, should I say what I, I greet you because, you know, you are... You're alive. You were, you were, you were born <laughs> as a woman, so congratulations. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, would you, did you get greeted uh, that day? Well, interestingly enough, yes. I got quite a lot of texts. Oh, wow. Don't want to boast about it, but mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Um, in Italy, it's quite a big deal. So I go, I got them mostly from my uh, the men of my family, mm. my brother, my dad, um, and yeah. So actually, um, one funny story about this is uh-huh. in one of the texts I got mm-hmm. um, was um, well greetings Anita, and then there was uh, an emoji. Yeah. Uh, with the rose, so quite neutral. Yeah. But then there was an emoji with a high-heeled shoe. Ooh, <laughs> controversial. Yeah. At first, I was just like, ah, oh, that's a nice thought. And then I re-looked at the, at the text and I was like, wait a minute. This yeah. emoji is absolutely a paradox. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because it, in a way, made me think of this day and the meaning, the meaning it has for the people, for people in general and for men in this case. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I think it was a bit, uh, this emoji just kind of unsettled me a bit. I think it's... They don't really get the point of the the day. That's what I was tempted to think, that I know there's no bad intention behind it. There's only good intentions, but it makes me wonder how many people are actually aware of what yeah. this day um, mean or should mean at the, at the in current times mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying that it's not nice to receive a greeting for from a, a man or a woman but but uh, but what emoji would you like to receive if not uh, mm. uh, high heels good point um, I guess 
although I'm not familiar with all the emojis that Apple iPhone offers at the moment, on the top <laughs> of my head, I would say probably um, like a man and a woman holding hands or something like that. Uh-huh. Or somebody who is ironic about gender stereotypes. If they can also, show that, also because then in a way you show that you are having the thought of of me like greetings because this day makes me think of you as a as a woman mm-hmm. in my life or whatever, but in a way are you put the irony in there so you're you're showing that in a way you know there's much more to it or you yeah know? yeah exactly um I think that could be yeah uh, ultimately is about I guess the emoji woman and man it's like about equality right uh-huh. I mean I think. So, well, speaking of equality, um, well, there Women's Day, right? Yeah. Which is famous. Uh, do you know there's also a Men's Day? What? You don't know, right? I also didn't know. I'm I... kind of ashamed at the moment. Actually, I'm glad there's one, but uh, thanks for filling me in. Well, yeah. Uh, but, um, well, nobody, first of all, it, it's not your fault. Nobody <laughs> hardly ever knows about it. That's kind of a discrimination, I would say, by the way. Uh, and uh, the Women's Day was uh, introduced uh, in the early 20, 20th, 20th century. Okay. Whereas the Men's Day was introduced and established in 1992. Wow. So almost 80 years later. That's crazy. Uh, and it doesn't really catch on, really, right? Yeah, um, yeah, indeed. So... Would you like to receive readings, though? Uh, yeah, I... I don't know, because... Because I, I, it would be hard for me to imagine what emoji would I get. Maybe I would like a high heel emoji. I think that would be very or sweet. Or maybe you would get like football or... Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah, or beer. No, yeah. This man, uh, yeah maybe. I really hope not. When is this day? The 19th of November. Okay. Yeah, just remember. Okay, I yeah. will. I will uh, send you a lot of emojis. But... Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, so, yeah, so I believe uh, some men are not happy with... Uh, only having Women's Day, right? Uh, especially now, uh, um, uh, women's rights is such a uh, important, hot political. Family. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure some men um, uh, want to are not satisfied with this change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I believe Anita, you have prepared for us something uh, along those lines. Indeed. So that brings me to the introduction of today's episode. Uh, so we have a special guest, as always, um, t- to the Voice on Radio. He's a, um, he's a PhD uh, who is researching on, um, on um, how would you call it? Um, he talks about the manosphere. That's uh, a, a bunch of groups of communities of men. Uh, who have different ways of interpreting their manhood, but there's always this red thread of, um, yeah, there's negative perception of women. Mm-hmm. And in the case of uh, today, mm-hmm. Rui Bacho, uh, we will talk about MGTOW, which he's focusing on for his research. And MGTOW is a group, of, is a community, doesn't even, they don't even want to be called a movement of men uh, around the world. I think mostly in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and they advocate. They want to go their own way. That's the acronym. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there is a lot to say about that, and uh, I'm very excited to to hear more about it. I'm looking forward to hear it. Yeah, and uh, then let's get to it. Great. Uh, we will first have a song uh, to get everybody a bit more in the mood. As uh, so we'll play a song by Agar Agar. 
And interesting, funnily enough, the title is I am that guy. Wow. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. the core of today's episode finally so here with me today is Luis our special guest he's a PhD researcher at the University of Kent and Lille and he's here with us today to talk about actually you know what I will let him probably introduce what he will discuss with us today uh, first off I would like for everyone to hear your voice so and welcome you to the show so hi Luis, how are you doing today hello everyone hi, hi. Amiga. um I'm doing Welcome. good. I'm 
thanks for having me and I'm very excited to, to talk with you today. Yeah, same. Thanks for being here, really. And uh, yeah, so four letters are placed at the center of our discussion today. Ngitao, I cannot pronounce it well yet, but I hopefully at the end of this discussion I will. So can you tell us a bit about uh, what this acronym stands for and why you're so familiar with it? Yeah, so first it's five letters, actually. It's MGTOW, so M. <laughs> M-G-T-O-W, and it stands for Men Going Their Own Way. And it's a community of, a mostly online community of men who are, are rejecting the society of women, uh, rejecting the company of women. They are on different levels. I think we'll discuss this further. But basically, they are saying that they are going their own way and are refusing to live in a world that they perceive is dominated by women and feminism. So, and it's pronounced MGTOW for men going their own way. But, okay, I see. So that's the name of the, of the broad movement, but do, you can decline this acronym in, a, in different ways because you can say, they can say we are men going our own way, or you could say you are one man going his own way, but it's basically the same, the same thing, you know? Okay, okay, I see. Um, so actually to me, this was quite new when you mentioned, um, and I have to admit I was mind blown by some of the, the doc, the top, the, how would you say, yeah, not the documents, but like the manifesto. Material. Yeah, the material that you sent me. Um, mm -hmm. So just for everybody to, to know a bit more about it, um, can you tell a short history of, of this, uh, I would say movement, but then actually from what I read, uh, they don't want to be defined as such. So maybe- yeah. Yeah, you're you right. can just, how was it um, born? I'm prepared. <laughs> so there's, maybe this just... very, uh, there's this very individualistic uh, ideology inside MGTOW that you want to be a self-reliant man. You don't, want to, um, you don't want to give money to, let's say, a woman or your wife, or you don't want to pay taxes to the government. It's quite close. At first, it was quite close to libertarianism. So since they say that uh, being a real man is being independent first and foremost, they actually refuse to think of themselves as a movement, but it's, they, would, they will say that it's more of a philosophy. Uh, MGTOW is a philosophy, is uh, trying to live your own way, uh, being reliable, being responsible for your actions, your failures and your successes, which is why they will, as you read uh, correctly, avoid the name movement. But I think it's convenient for us to talk about a movement because in the end, it's still people gathering in the same online spaces, sharing the same ideas. Um, right. Uh, right. Now for the history, I think the first uh, trace that you can find of the word, it was in 2001. So you can see that the, the timeline of the movement is very associated with the internet. There's no MGTOW party or community that you will find in real life. It's an online movement and it always have been, uh, it, it was always this way. And so the MGTOW manifesto uh, was uh, released in 2001 uh, on a blog that was called No Ma'am. Uh, and these men said that they refused a lot of the dictates of society, they have this very, uh, that you can find now in the right-wing American groups, they are anti-government, they were anti-government at the time. And so they said that they just wanted to be self-reliant men that went their own way, that didn't have to pay, you know, taxes to the government, etc. So at first it was more of a libertarian movement. Uh, and slowly it evolved uh, into a very strong critique of feminism and uh, misogynistic uh, for a lot of the, the content that you find 
uh, in this community, misogynistic ideology. But at first it was libertarian and now the meaning of MGTOW has evolved over time. And it's getting, it's gotten more and more popular. And today we are at the peak of MGTOW's popularity. I mean, we can't know if it's going to go further, how it's going to evolve in the future, but uh, the research that has been conducted into the, the, the history of these movements, how many people are on the websites, how many posts are they posting, uh, they are at the peak of their popularity right now. Mm, but like how many members does it, does it have? Okay, so the the most popular MGTOW um, platform Website. that you can find online is the MGTOW subreddit. Uh, yeah. So on the you know news aggregator social media platform Reddit, you have like millions of forums, and they are called subreddits. And uh, the MGTOW subreddit was actually quarantined by the platform, uh, which means that it does not come up in search results. You cannot find it from Google, but it's still active. But the problem is that the number of members is now hidden. But we know that there were, I think, more than 100,000 people on there uh, before it was like half banned, if you will, by the platform. They also have a MGTOW wow. uh, 2.0 uh, subreddit, which has 35,000 people. And the most popular uh, content creator on YouTube, you can go to his channel, it's called Sandman. So mm -hmm. you will have to type Sandman MGTOW because once again, they are quite hard to find on the internet. Uh, but he posts one video uh, every day, and I think he's had more than like a, you know, 10 or 100 uh, million views because, you know, uh, you just post a video every day. But his most popular mm -hmm. video has 800,000 views, which is not that much for an English speaking video on YouTube, but it's not nothing either. So I would have very hard time uh, trying to count the people in MGTOW, mostly yeah. because there might be a lot of people who just gravitate around it, go to the website, but are just interested in the philosophy, but do not fully identify as such. As we will see, there are different levels to MGTOW. So I would say at most it's 100,000 100, people who uh, fully see. identify with this. Okay. But, I'm but not sure. and based on 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 what you know now, based on your research, um, what are the main geographical uh, areas? Uh, is that okay. is that something that you can? Yes, kinda, for sure. Yeah, understand. Um, so mostly Western, because as I will explain, uh, Western law and Western you know marriage, uh, family family law, uh, divorce laws, uh, bring a lot of people into MGTOW. There's mm -hmm. also this very, there's very clearly defined Northern American flavor of being anti-government, of being libertarian, of being, you know, uh, this, this type of self-made person, self-reliant. So that's definitely Northern American. And I think MGTOW originated in Canada, actually, uh, in Toronto, oh, okay. which, which is one of the most uh, popular venues still. Like I think Sandman, the YouTuber I told you about, lives in Toronto or is from Canada at least. And which, what is interesting with a lot of the anti-feminist groups that I'm studying is that they tend to be more popular in areas where feminism is very popular. And so for MGTOWs, the worst place on earth to live would be you know, Toronto, Los Angeles, or maybe Stockholm and Scandinavia, because these are uh, local governments or countries uh, whose public policies are very much uh, informed and shaped by, feminist, by feminists. Uh, and so you will find a lot of MGTOWs, uh, you know, Canada, North America, and then all over the United States. I see. So you mentioned that also the places where marriage is a more um, 
common sort of institution, uh, maybe that's also where um, the movement has been more active or that, like, is there, no. is there a, a link with that? Like this rejection to... of the marriage and like this institutional, institutionalized relationships kind of, or? No, I was referring to marriage law. So if you have a divorce, you know, uh, a lot of people who come to Mito, it's after a bad divorce and they get into a first relationship, they get married. And uh, let's say after the separation, they have to pay, you know, child support for the rest of their lives and they cannot see their children or uh, in some courts, the, the custody of the children is automatically assigned to the wife, the ex-wife, the woman. And so they feel that this is very much unjust. And, you know, a lot of the divorce settlements in the US, in the, in the you know, in Canada, you have those lawyers, you have very high stakes, you can lose a lot of money uh, in a divorce. And that's what's, that's one of the pillars of the MGTOW philosophy is basically marriage is a risk um, that is associating with people is good. Having relationship is good, but a woman, if she decides to change her mind and she will have the protection of the law with her. And she, if she wants a divorce, um, you might lose a lot of financial assets. You might lose a lot of resources. So they are scared about this. And what they say is basically just avoid this altogether, go your own way and don't get into a long-term relationship with a woman and especially uh, don't get into a marriage contract because they see this as a kind of a risk, even if the, the woman is very, you know, if you're in love, if uh, things are going very well, there's always this risk that if, it, if she changes her mind, um, she will have the full support of the state of, you know, lawyers, judges uh, to try to get resources or children out of you. I see. Wow, that's, that's interesting, actually. But also fun fact I read, but maybe you can uh, explain this further. They actually offer sort of a service or was that just a joke that they save a man from, um, they have already saved like a few men from marrying, getting married or something like that? Um, like the I movement. think it was, yeah, it was more of a joke. Uh, what you read is not very common that it would actually have any actions in real life. <laughs> but yeah, maybe they they intervened in a couple marriages. Like they also have this very strong idea that women are treacherous, liars, cheaters. And so what some of them might have done, if according to what they write, is finding that let's say the 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 wife to be, uh, the bridesmaid. Um, uh, just uh, had a bachelorette party where she had sex or, you know, where she kind of cheated with her future husband. Yeah. Uh, and then they denounce that or they just tell this to the husband so that he doesn't fall into the marriage trap. But it's very limited. But it's true that they there's the idea of uh, nurturing community. Like they actually provide not real services to each other, but you will find, uh, I think you read a post called MGTOW Hospital. And so they kind of see themselves as... Um, a safe space for men to actually heal after you know bad breakups, divorces, uh, mm -hmm. or just so it's not all hateful or misogynistic. It's more of a very us between them type of philosophy where you can see all the hate and the rejection for other people, which a lot of you know researchers have studied how you know they, they go, they do studies on Twitter and they study make make out tweets and they see that maybe half of them are misogynistic. They didn't find a lot of racism. Uh, they, they looked for it, 
but no one actually mentions that they are also trying to promote nurture between them. You know, they say, yes, we heard, uh, MGTOW is a hospital and we are trying to give you a space where you can complain about your ex-wife or about, you know, women in general. Okay, I see. So I imagine there is no woman allowed to the group. Uh, exactly. In... <laughs> so uh, okay. MGTOW belongs to a broader, like, which, which I'm studying a broader uh, conglomerate, which is called the Manosphere, where you find different communities, like the men's rights activists, the incels, the pickup artists, they're all men's communities, but some of them allow women, especially men's rights activists, which are trying to, they, are, they see themselves as the opposite of feminism and they are just trying to fight for men's rights, for men's equality. And for example, in terms of marriage or divorce law, they will basically have the same diagnosis as MGTOWs, which is that the system is unfair towards men, but they will try to change this. And in these groups, you find a lot of women, actually. Uh, women who maybe saw what happened to some men in their families or who are, you know, empathetic towards, you know, some specific sufferings that men have, and they will militate for the rights and the interests of men. But in MGTOW, of course, no such thing, because the whole premise of the movement is men going their own way, you know. So away from women, away, away from being politically correct, uh, and just, you know, chilling between the dudes, between the bros. That's that's one of the, mm. you know, the images that they have, you know, drinking beers. Yeah, but I see it a bit as a kind of a withdrawal then, complete withdrawal for, from everything, right? There's no, yes. it's type, it's kind of a rejection of everything. And so there is no real engagement with others in a way, or is there like? Well, um, there are different steps to being a MGTOW. Uh, four or five levels. So the first one would be just um, don't engage in a long-term relationship with a woman, but you can still date women. You can still, you know, have some, uh, you know, short-term, you know, one-night stands, etc., just for sex. Uh, the second step uh, would be, um, or the first step is just don't get into marriage, but you can do everything else. The second one is just no long-term relationships. The third one would be avoid any unnecessary relation, like interactions with women, except maybe at work if you have to. But other than this, you know, you're on your own. And then the fourth or fifth one is called going monk. And it's basically wow. withdrawing from society and living like a hermit, maybe trying to avoid paying taxes, going off the grid. Uh, and it's not all negative. They also have, you know, they read philosophy. They have this idea that you, sh you should be self-reliant. So you, they, they have a lot of discussion about cooking, home cooking, uh, weightlifting. So they are trying to say, you, are you have to be this man in the wild, exercising, lifting weights, cooking your own food, reading books, uh, but basically straying away from society. And if they withdraw from society altogether, it's because they perceive that it's dominated by women and they even have a word for that, which is gynocentrism. So gyno mm -hmm. from the Greek word for you know uh, women, and so they think that current society, Western society, is gynocentric, uh, which would explain why some of them want to uh, actually withdraw from it. But from what I read, I think these are a very, very, very strong minority. And, uh, you know, there are like very few. Okay. And what you actually find is that it's mostly men who are committed to staying single, mostly after, I don't know if it's mostly, but often after a first marriage. Uh, and they will avoid dating, avoid uh, other women, and just focus on their own, on their own life, on their own interests. Uh, there's this idea of a mission: focus on your own mission, 
and mm -hmm. uh, develop yourself. They are very fond of self-help books. You know, this whole idea of self-development that's very popular in the United States that you can become, you can, you know, get better at a domain if you invest your time and energy into it. And that uh, you just don't need, you just don't owe anything to others. You don't need to serve society. You don't need to serve government and you don't need to serve women. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, that's really interesting. Uh, thanks for giving us a glimpse, uh, first glimpse of, of, the, of this movement and the levels that it uh, encompasses. And so before moving on to the next section of our discussion, I'd like to just take a short music break. Um, so you actually suggested this song. So um, you might as well maybe introduce it a bit better. Uh, La question sure. à mille pièces de Bernard Adamus, right? Okay, well, since I am French, uh, I actually <laughs> did not say this. I did not mention this, but I wanted to suggest a French speaking song. And I thought we can go in a very like unconventional uh, variant of French, which is the French that is spoken in Quebec. So this kind of gets into our theme of talking about North America and Canada. So this is a song by a songwriter, singer from Quebec, and this is French. But if you only had French at school, you might not understand much. <laughs> okay, but still, we are going to try to enjoy the, the sound. So yeah, the, the, enjoy... song, the song is good. Yeah, yeah. So enjoy La Question à 2000 piastres and see you soon. I'm 
je sais pas faire grand chose de pas chanter des ragues qui disent aux filles que je les aime une saison slush de boîte de ganou pis de frette une chargée ma bonne femme pour s'élever avec elle a des beaux bras de ciel ça l'est comme le fer the girl that I love got long black curly hair ça l'est je rappe aujourd'hui je t'ai cœur et de chanter comme hier c'est que t'aimes de même mais ton sourire me rend fier la question approche est-ce que la réponse s'en vient ton odeur à maison va te être là demain je t'ai à quatre pattes de la cuisine en train de chaîner le cavalage des jardins dans le tapis c'est qui la femme de ménage So here we are with Liz um, having a very interesting conversation. And um, now I would like to, uh, as, as I'm standing in front of a, of a researcher, to talk about a bit about your research. Just yeah, a few questions because I think it would be nice to... I'm just interested in how you got into this topic and also what you what you aim, what you hope to achieve with your research, because I, this is a very interesting anthropological study, I would say, but maybe that's not really your, your approach to it. Yeah, so first, uh, I wish I could be a researcher uh, already, but since I'm just preparing, I mean, I'm writing my PhD and I have a contract, but I'm still a PhD student. I mean, that's what you're called. Uh, and you're a researcher once you're a doctor, once you have completed your PhD. So I'm doing research, but I don't think you can uh, say yet that I'm a researcher, even though that's what I do. Um, okay. And then about your, your <laughs> question, um, uh, I am basically studying all the groups in the manosphere. So today we're discussing MGTOW, but there are other groups that I'm discussing, like the pickup artists, the incels, as I mentioned. And what I'm looking at more precisely is the way that they use science. So we haven't mentioned this yet, but those groups are very fond of, you know, scientific uh, data, but more importantly, the ideal of rationality uh, that they associate with masculinity. Uh, you know, they will say that uh, men have been, you know, bearing the progress of humanity because they have contributed to science 
and they will also love to draw on scientific data to show the differences between men and women. So I'm basically, you know, studying the role of science in this online space, how science circulates, how science is invoked by those people, uh, where, where do they get the science right, where do they get the science wrong, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, it's wider than that, actually. Well, then maybe you can tell us a bit more about other um, members of this manosphere, like you mentioned, like the incels, for example, because I have no knowledge mm -hmm. whatsoever on these groups. Okay. So let's, uh, I don't think we can review everything, but I think it's interesting to compare MGTOWs to incels, because they are the two most fastest growing movements in the manosphere. And you know, fast-growing movements online in general in the English-speaking world and all over the world, I think, for incels. So incels stands for involuntary celibate, and these are men uh, who don't manage to have you know sexual sexual encounters with women. So they want to have girlfriends, they want to have sex, and for the most part, they remain virgins. And so you do not choose to be an incel they see this as a condition, almost like a medical condition that they have, or at least a sociological uh, category that they belong to. They are the men uh, uh, that uh, whom women don't want to date, don't want to have sex with, et cetera, et cetera. So the incel community uh, became very famous uh, after some mass shootings uh, that were committed by people, Elliot Roger in California, Alec Minassian in Canada. So once again, United States, Canada, I think the, the van, it was the van attack in Toronto, which was also once again Toronto, very well known where a man took, drove a van and killed a lot of people. And then he is being mm -hmm. tried right now. And so he actually claimed that he was member of this incel rebellion, this incel community. So the incels are getting more and more studied right now because a lot of governments actually see the, the safety threat that they represent. Uh, because, you know, they are men who are very frustrated at not getting uh, acquainted or close with women. They, they also think that society is unfair towards men. They also think that feminism is, uh, you know, a nefarious ideology that governs Western society. But if you see the difference between MGTOWs and incels, they are sometimes associated is that MGTOWs actually decide to avoid the companionship of women. They say right. society is unfair. This is rigged. Marriage is rigged. Let's get out of here. And incels say this is unfair. This is rigged. But they do not focus on marriage and divorce that much. They focus on dating. They say that dating is unfair towards you know unattractive men. That now with dating apps and everything, people can always go for the most attractive people. And um, they are also fond of using scientific studies to show that the lowest you know, rated men in terms of attractivity have no success in dating whatsoever. Whereas you know, if, you're a, if you're a woman, uh, you can still sometimes have opportunities because people will you know, try to approach you. And so they feel that they are the losers, but that they are the involuntary losers, involuntary right. celibates of this you know, dating dynamics. Whereas the yeah. MGTOW voluntarily choose to escape it. So they are close, but they are different. Yeah. 
But I was gonna say because in the in the in the uh, so it sounds like yeah, Imtao in, in, indeed is more like actively uh, deciding like its own destiny. But I was thinking when I was reading like the material that you sent, indeed, there it sounds. I was thinking, isn't it actually uh, this? it's this guise that's taking full sovereignty on your own destiny but actually isn't it as as much driven by fear and by a lack of self-confidence as as in cells or or just in general like in from an anthropological perspective isn't it or this is just like a point of discussion here i don't think there is any like evidence it's more like just yeah just an assumption but you can find doing? evidence. Um, well, I think the what you're doing is natural is saying, but well, these guys are saying that they, you know, refuse the company of women, but maybe they are just, you know, losers, quote unquote, that <laughs> basically do not get women anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> now, the, yeah, yeah, the MGTOWs are very upset because they are being associated with incels, you know, what you are doing, saying, yeah, this is uh -huh. basically the same thing. Uh, and I think this comparison is, is rather like misguided. If you look at the profile of the people, if you look at their life stories, their basic, uh, you know, stereotypic profile is different. So your average MGTOW, I think, would be 35, 40, maybe 45 years old, is already being married, is not a virgin at all, uh, and is, you know, he wants to go his own way and is misogynistic. Uh, or at least he has these assumptions about female behavior because he has he had a bad, he had a bad experience with yeah. his ex-wife, for example. Whereas the incel, they might be more 25, 23 years old, uh, younger, more acquainted with new technologies, maybe into you know gaming, these types of communities. Uh, they are typically virgins. Uh, and um, you know, th this is a, just a different profile. So I think, uh, MGTOWs are very upset, uh, upset at being associated with incels for two reasons. First, because incels are considered across society very negatively. Uh, they are perceived as losers who cannot get laid. They are perceived as potential, you know, terrorists because some of them have decided to do some terrorist attacks. There has been, you know, uh, there have been maybe five or ten terrorist attacks. I have the number that could be related to the incel movement. So it's not nothing. It's a very small minority in the incels, but they are still potentially dangerous. And MGTOWs are not dangerous because they are just saying, we're going our own way. So they are not like your traditional activist group who's going to, you know, have rallies, marches, or even, you know, maybe have sent bombs. They don't care. They're just saying feminism won. We're not going to win this battle, but just we're just going to what they call escape the plantation. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we're just going to go on, on our own. I see. Okay. So yeah, there's yeah. I I see the your point. Um, yeah, it just it dawned on me like I just it came to yeah. my mind this type but, of comparison or this yeah reflection. Kind of. But if you see your your their discourse, I mean, I'm not in their heads. I, I have it's very hard for me to know their real intentions. But incels say that they actually want girlfriends. They say, "I wish I could have someone who could at least, you know, hold my hand, love me for who I am." Uh, browsing the incel forums is quite sometimes. Uh, it's a very emotional experience because you see a lot of anguish, a lot of despair, a lot of resentment, a lot of hatred as well. Uh, whereas in the Mikto side, you mostly have the hatred uh, for women, mm -hmm. but 
a lot of them will actually say that they are living a good life. They are making good on their own. Uh, you know, whereas incels talk a lot about about suicide, for example. It's a very mm-hmm. you know grim corner of the internet. I see. And are you gonna be able to interview or have exchanges with some members of these communities, or is that not your plan? Or I aim to. So first part is just a discourse analysis. So I gathered a huge corpus of uh, Manosphere content. I have YouTube videos, I have forums, etc. But after this, uh, I think it would be a a nice added value in terms of, you know, scientific, what I produce in my research, if I could have some interviews, some surveys. So yes, it will definitely happen. I don't want to be just another researcher who reads their texts, goes on their forums, but never met them or uh, just is using is it's very frequent. I think the research about on these groups is uh, imperfect because a lot of it is done by feminist women who actually fear approaching these groups, which is understandable because there has been cyber harassment. I talked to some researchers. They said, "Yeah, it's oh, really? risky for me as it's risky for me as a woman to approach these groups. You never know what's going to happen. You know, you might That's have a death threat." you might, your identity might be revealed on the internet. You could have private information leaked because, you know, it's, these are white communities. You just need one, you know, evil or, you know, someone with, uh, with wrong intentions about you and this is risky. So unfortunately the result is that a lot of the research on these groups is just, you know, speech analysis, discourse analysis, but it's really actual, uh, interviews or surveys because, uh, well, because people are scared of going into these communities, which is understandable. But as a man, I feel like I'm going to be less threatened. Yeah. Uh, so I will try to meet them. Yeah, but it's still delicate because how do you uh, how do you approach them? Like, ah, you're you're an interesting case study, or yeah, I don't know. I I feel like that could be a bit delicate still. Um, well, I, I have a research blog, so they can look me up. Uh, they can see what I'm writing about them, about these groups. I'm not. I'm. I'm mostly trying to remain neutral in the sense that I don't I want to have analysis. I don't want to have judgments. I'm going yeah. to do analysis about how science circulates online, but a lot of the research on these groups is overtly, you know, feminists, and they are seeing their research as a way to combat to fight those movements. Well, I have no real interest in fighting those movements. I'm more trying to understand social dynamics. And then if people read my work and they think that the things that they read are uh, misogynistic and that this is something that they need to fight against, well, this is their right. But I'm going to try to avoid being too, too, too uh, critical uh, because I think that's something that you find in a lot of the research. Yeah. And so maybe my hope is that they will say, okay, is a social scientist uh, these people usually hate us or are all feminists, but mm-hmm. it looks like he's just honestly interested in what we're doing. And uh, I'll try to put my personal opinions away from my research because I think that's uh, that's a sound principle in research. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that's really nice. Uh, it sounds like a a hard endeavor that you're embarking on, but also really. Yeah, it's inspiring. I agree that if you're able to to strike a balance, then you get access to very, very interesting uh, sociological, anthropological phenomenon that are that are yeah 
going on. I mean, in our contemporary society that we live in, people just like us. So, that so that's really said, interesting. MGTOW is going to be one of the hardest groups to approach because they actually refuse interviews by the mainstream media. They don't want people to get their noses into their forums and platforms because yeah. they say, yeah, we're just going our own way, okay? We don't want any attention from the outside world, so we'll see. Okay, but still, still good luck with everything. Good luck with your research and uh, you. in good luck with becoming a researcher as we cannot still <laughs> call you one. But um, yeah, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up here. Uh, but I really want to thank you for, for being with us, for sharing um, some of the many, the many uh, insights that you're gaining from your, your researches, your studies, your analysis. And um, I hope that it will turn out good and a successful and satisfying uh, results for you. Thank you. So yes, thank you for being here and uh, we'll go on on another small um, short music break. Uh, we'll still play a bit of French music uh, of my choosing this time. Um, we're going to play um, Ashkid by Motel. Enjoy. J'aimerais tuer la diablesse qui est dans la femme Tes copines restent là parce que je suis dans la fête Oh oh oh, je prends ton cœur, m'enfuis avec Nous, nous, on n'est pas des amoureux du bas Je veux toi, les yeux fermés, j'entends pas quand tu parles Qui ni la voix, la jalousie, la haine, l'amour, la tempête Des cris de joie, les grandes blessures, la guerre, la foi en grande perte Non, non, la vie sans toi, je ne connais pas 
J'avoue, je captais des putains, c'était au départ. Maintenant, on danse sur la musique, tu ris sur l'air de trompette. Tu veux qu'on pousse, qu'on baisse, tu laisses ton rouge à lèvres sur mon père. The Voice, Love and RBE, Facebook, The Voice International Student Publication, on Instagram, thevoice.kuleuven, and for our radio shows on Spotify, The Voice on Radio. So I want to thank everybody for listening, but also, of course, thank my dear co-host, Dasha. And uh, I believe you have selected the last song, and I will just let you... I will give you the floor for the last word. Thank you. Um, and uh, since our theme uh, centered around uh, Women's Day and the relation, the attitude man would have towards a woman, that's why I choose uh, the classic from uh, Bee Gees, More Than a Woman. Um, I, I am very uh, ambivalent towards this concept of more than a woman. Uh, and uh, going back to Anita's experience uh, in the, at the beginning of the show, when a man um, uh, wish, re regards you and wish you, you know, have a good day for Women's Day, uh, what, what does he mean by that? Uh, what does it mean to treat someone as a woman? Is that really a good thing? Is that reducing uh, someone to their uh, gender or to their sexual differences? Or is it a, a, a rich concept uh, of womanhood that they are using when they greet someone as a woman? So uh, in, in the song, it seems to be a good thing that you see a girl as more than, more than a woman. And what's the title of the song? More Than a Woman. Oh, yeah, okay. so, so Good so, point. Yeah, so, so uh, I don't know if that sounds nice, if, if you are a woman and someone wants to say, oh, but you are more than a woman. But what, it does yeah. That, yeah, it does that sounds nice? But then maybe the intention of the idea is nice, right? I don't see you just as another woman. I see you as someone special. But then, of course, everybody is special. Yeah, just one is, why don't you say more than a human? Yeah, exactly. Can you be more than a human if you are a human, for example? Mm -hmm. So I'll leave uh, everybody that question and uh, see you next week.
Tell me.